This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here, the leader of WrestleZone's very own podcast on professional wrestling such as AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, many promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here, everybody. Uh, sorry I haven't been on the podcast for a while, as you may or may not have been aware. I've been following the G1 to a T. As you know, the G1 is one of the most important tournaments that's been taking place um, this year. Um, I've been following who's been f- most likely could win, and I will get to that at some point during this episode. But let's talk about what already happened. It's already been old news and discuss about it in this podcast. Now, if you guys did tune in about a week and a half ago with AEW celebrating the anniversary of Jericho, of his 30-year period, something happened that none of the fans like myself or you guys who are listening would have imagined. So let's talk about that. During a little promo video by Lance Archer, he mentioned his match with John Moxley that took place this past January in Wrestle Kingdom 14. Now that was never mentioned throughout the entire time. None of their previous encounter was mentioned prior before that day. But that wasn't the other buzz that took place on that very same day that happened. As you know, Chris Jericho received a lot of shout-outs from various people, such as rock legends and musicians like Gene Simmons, Paul from KISS, um... Slash many musician friends, including Gabriel Iglesias, the famous comedian, and other people. But the real buzz that took place was none other than the new the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiroshi Tanahashi, shining out. But if you saw the video, you saw what was right behind him. I'm referring to the New Japan logo. That was right behind him. Now, some of you fans have been asking, those who are not familiarized with New Japan, why is that important? As you know, the elite, the consistent with the Bucks, Kenny, and Cody, along with former member Hangman, were all part of New Japan Pro Wrestling a while back before all AEW first started. But they weren't the only ones that were there. So was Lance Archer. So was, um, who was it? Uh, the Best Friends. There's been a lot of animosity about them leaving the promotion. Because this is what happened. According to Matt Jackson, he said that New Japan never offered them any contracts prior before their contract expired by the end of 2018. The only people that never got uh, their uh, new contracts for that time was the Bucks, Cody, and Hangman. As for Kenny, on the other hand, his contract expired by January of 2019. Which led to people believe that he was going to go to WWE because the Royal Rumble was around that time. But Lito didn't know. It did not happen. But they weren't the only one that had a problem. So did the best friends. Now, from what I understand from Trent Beretta, he said he did, said he had a verbal agreement with New Japan prior before leaving to All Elite Wrestling. But they never had anything in the paper. That is 
a big mistake that they made on their part. If you're going to have a lucrative deal with a guy like Trent, you better have a lucrative contract to sign him in. But if you don't, then you screwed yourself. But the real buzz that happened, this is what's going on now because of it. You ask yourselves now, why all of a sudden, all of this in New Japan is being mentioned in AEW? Well, there's a reason to that. The real reason was because of the sudden departure that's going to happen by the end of the month of October. Harold Mage will be resigning his position as president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, why is that really important? The question was, the real reason was, they believe, New Japan believed that if Harold Mage was able to take New Japan out in the Western world, such as the United States, anywhere in the world to spread New Japan anywhere. I know they have been to New Zealand. I know they've been to Australia. They've been to, um, where else have they been? They've been to the UK, but however, taking them out in the in the world, that is something that ha- that has never been done. A promotion outside of Japan going into other countries. Now, that never happens. We normally have been seeing J- WWE been to various countries over the years, like Mexico, Japan, anywhere in Europe, and the UK. But this is very unprecedented time because of it. Now that Harold Mage is leaving, how is this going to happen with AEW and New Japan? I know many fans are saying this. They should have a partnership. That was always been the plan from the start. They wanted a partnership. Bro, could have been Harold Mage the reason they couldn't have it? Now, here's the reason I see it as a good thing. Now, follow me, people. If you guys are aware, well aware of this, New Japan Pro Wrestling has a partnership with Ring of Honor. Now... Not a lot of the wrestlers ever wanted to be at at Ring of Honor. I never seen Okada being there. Ever. Now you ask me why. Well, he doesn't feel that Ring of Honor, in my personal opinion, the way I see it as well, Ring of Honor doesn't really make their products um how do I say stand out like tell people tune in to us watch us these guys don't have any networks especially here in California for us to watch there's only certain regions because the owners uh Sinclair he only has regions that only suit for him and that's always been the case I mean if you want a prime example uh, there were people that questioned the Bucks why are they wrestling with Pro Wrestling Gorilla if they have an, uh, an exclusive deal with Ring of Honor. Well, it's because Ring of Honor allowed them since Ring of Honor doesn't come to California. And even this was confirmed by Joey Ryan. But that's the reason. Now, if they are planning to make a partnership with AEW, I see a better scenario. Reason is, AEW has a much bigger platform for New Japan stars like Okada, Tanahashi. I feel if they can bring wrestlers like them here to the States... It would be a great opportunity for everyone. And not to mention for fans who are not familiarized with New Japan wrestlers. It would be a great experience for getting new fans out in the, in the United States. If you guys never heard of these wrestlers, then yeah. But if you follow wrestlers from WWE who, like for example, like Shinsuke Nakamura who's been with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, there has been talk about certain AEWs that... Stars that mentioned they would love to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, Evil Uno said that he and Stu would like to participate 
in the world of Tag League, which is their New Japan's annual tournament for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships um, tournament, whoever's the number one contender. And I see that could fit for them. And I can see also, and even Orange Cassidy said he would like to participate in the best of the Super Juniors, which is the tournament who will determine to win for the uh, uh, number one contendership for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. So there's been a lot of tag teams, uh, tournaments like that, that they will love to see happen. I mean, I do know that Miro will love to go to New Japan as well. Um, Moxley said he would love to go there too, even though there's still no word about what's going to happen. But hopefully things will be different for them. But do I see it? Yes. But the only question is when that's going to happen. I'm going to assume it may happen once Harold Mage is out of office and AEW gets a chance to become partners with New Japan, which is something we all have been waiting for for a long, long time. Now, you guys can say this. Uh, why can WWE ever be aligned with New Japan if you guys are WWE fans? Well, truth to be told, they have been in a partnership with them. That was in the 80s and 90s. But WWE, it's all about controlling the wrestling world. And New Japan will not have them try to ruin their good name for that. Every Japanese promotion won't. But, however, New Japan and AEW will be a great thing for both promotions. I mean, give them much um, recognition for their for having great talent being there. So, if you guys would love to see that, we just got to wait and see when that's going to happen. But we just got to pay attention from both promotions what's been going on. Pay attention to New Japan. Pay attention to AEW. So pay attention from both promotions. See if anything will happen. I'll let you guys know more on what's been going on with both promotions. And hopefully we see a good partnership between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, let's talk about another things that took place in the G1. Now, there is a sign that we could see. How do I say this? A Bullet Club Civil War. Now, what happened is, as you all know, back in the New Japan Cup months ago, Evil betrayed Tetsuya Naito to win the New Japan Cup, but also defecting to Bullet Club. Now, you ask me, why is that a meaning to this? Now, there's been talk that this was Jay White's handiwork because we know how much he dislikes Naito for being the champion that he is for stealing his thunder, that he wished he could have beat him for the IWGP double championship status, but later Evil actually won it. But however, something has been happening. During the G1, Evil whacked. Evil completely was not giving a fair fight to Kenta during the tournament. Now, reason is this. Something is going down right now. Apparently, Evil is playing these mind games to Jay White. I don't know if Evil is trying to overthrow Jay White. Now, you ask me, why is that important? Well, we were supposed to have an actual civil war with Bullet Club that took place two years ago. But it never did any well. I think that was... A bunch of baloney on New Japan's part. They should have done something with the Bullet Club. Give them the Silver War we were expecting. But are they trying to do this with Jay White and Evil fighting for the leadership? 
You may never know because Bullet Club had a lot of good leaders. You had Prince Devet, uh, a.k.a. Finn Balor. The phenomenal one, AJ Styles. The cleaner, or better known as the best bout machine, Kenny Omega. And now we have the Switchblade, or King Switchblade, Jay White. But are we expecting the Prince of Darkness, Evil, to take control? This will be the first time. If Evil is able to control Bullet Club, he will be the first Japanese wrestler to become leader of the Bullet Club. Now, why am I acting like it's sounding like, why is that like a bad thing or a good thing? It's not a bad or a good thing. It's just stating the fact. All the wrestlers that were, all all the leaders of Bullet Club have always been foreigners, never Japanese leaders. Prince Devet, a.k.a. Finn Balor. He's Irish. AJ Styles, American. Kenny Omega, Canadian. And now we got Jay White, New Zealand. So that's the reason. Originally, the Bullet Club, when they first formed, it was supposed to be a foreign faction from different areas. The the way they started was about feeling they were being disrespected by the New Japan office for not giving them opportunities, like going for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and stuff like that. That was the purpose of the creation of Bullet Club. Now, Evil seems he wants to control it by playing mind games with Jay White. Now, do I see those two fighting down the line? Like, who will take control of the leadership? I don't know. Because here's the way I see it. It was Balak Fale who, in fact, was the one who brought Jay White into the fold. Because they, uh, he actually knew Balak Fale. Fale, he's originally from New Zealand. And, of course... Tama, I don't know what Tama or his brother Tonga would feel about evil the way he's behaving. Like trying to overthrow Jay White. I don't know what Chase would say or Hakileo. And I don't know, but Kenta, I know for a fact that he would stay loyal to Jay White because Jay White knows even if Kenta would have won the IWGP double championship, it wouldn't mean anything. It would mean Bullet Club is still on top. But evil, in the other hand, the way I see it, Evil is trying to step out of the shadow of his former boss and former friend and former uh, teammate and, of course, former partner during uh, their trainings with Animal Amaguchi, Tetsu and Naito. So Evil's hungry for power. And do I see him trying to take control of Bullet Club? I don't know. But, however, there is a possibility, but we just got to wait and see. But appears right now, now it's switching gears in the same subject of New Japan, but also a different story. It appears we may get another faction in New Japan. Now, you probably asked me, what faction are you talking about? Well, let me explain to you. During the finals of the A block for the G1, one of the matches consistent of Kaguchika Okada who's the leader of Chaos, versus one of his closest friends and also member of Chaos, Will Ospreay. Now, the ma- this wasn't the first time those two have come across. And a matter of fact, it was Okada who brought Will from the, from, the Brit- from the UK all the way to Japan because he was very talented. He was really that good of what he does. But however, something happened today in Japan during the G1. 
all of a sudden you have B Priestley, who is the real life girlfriend of Will Ospreay, showed up out of nowhere and gave a helping hand to Osprey. But however, that's not the, the, the part that shocked us. He gets help by another person named Tomoyuki Oka, who goes by the Great Okram, who originally was a young line from 2016 to 2018 from my sources, what they're telling me. Uh, if you guys want to know who my source, his name is Anwar. He's a big-time New Japan wrestling fanatic, but I'll get to that. I'll, I'm not going to get into that more, but I'll tell you what he's telling me. He's been ever since in 2018 on excursion into, of course, one of the partners with New Japan, but this time in the UK called Ref Pro Wrestling. Now, yes, Ref Pro stands for Revolution Pro Wrestling. is a promotion based out of the UK. That's where... Oka was that, or should I say, the great Okram. And he's not the only one. You also got Shota Umino, who is Red Shoe, the referee, the referee, uh, Red Shoe's son. And of course, uh, many, and of course, he's there. There have been wrestlers that actually went on excursion, doesn't matter where they go. But yeah. So basically, that's where, they, where he's been for the last two years. Now, the real question is this is what happened after. As soon as Oka somehow was able to wipe out Okada. Will Ospreay picked up the victory, but he wasn't done. He decided to give him the hidden blade and telling him that he was holding him back. So this means Will Ospreay has now turned on Chaos and aligned himself with Oka. Now, how did this whole buildup of a new faction came about? My, this is my assumption. I believe those two came across together. In Ref Pro. The reason I say this, Will Ospreay, he's originally from that promotion. However, he will he is the current Ref Pro uh, British heavyweight champion in that promotion. He won that title off from uh, Zach Zaber Jr. And that's the reason. And of course, Oka on the other hand, or the great Karam, he in the other hand was the British uh, tag team champion with another guy in that very same promotion. Could their paths cross down there? Well, that is a very good question. If they did, it would explain the faction. Now, do I see it as a bad thing? No. But seeing another faction? Yes. I mean, I felt for the past year or so that they need to build another faction. Now, here's the factions they had before then. They had, other than the Bullet Club, there's Los Ingobernables de Japón, uh, New Japan Maine, Suzuki Goon, and Chaos. So you have five factions. But do we need one more? I have to say, maybe so. I feel like they do need another faction. Well, that is something I feel we should have. I don't know why. I just felt it. But anywho, so that's the reasons I've been following that. So there's a lot of great stuff that's been happening in New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's a lot of good things. Now, I'm also going to talk about something else that happened. As you know now, I talked about before, either on the podcast or on the YouTube channel, Raw Underground. 
Now I can say this, what I've been willing to say. Finally! Raw on the ground is canceled. Finally, I was not a fan of that fake-ass MMA bullshit segment. Pardon my language. For real, I'm not a fan of that. I feel like they were going back to that Brawl for All segment. That lot of bullshit with the boxing. I don't know why it bothered me with that. But having MMA, that is the most worst bullshit I've ever seen. And the way they had the ring, it's not cooler. You know who does it cooler? GCW with Bloodsport. They do it way cooler. And they just had their um, event. I haven't seen it yet. I've been mostly been caught up with the G1, but I'll let you guys know how that went because they had Moxley debuting in that particular event. But yes, I'm finally happy that Raw on the ground is done. It's done for good. Adios, motherfuckers. I don't need to see your dumbasses again. So, WWE, stop putting all this MMA bullcrap in your promotion. No one wants to see it. You know why? You're a wrestling promotion. Don't turn this crap. What New Japan did years ago with Antonio Noki, or should we call it Anokianism? So yeah, that's the reason I don't want you guys to do that. Don't fall prey into that crap what Antonio Noki did years ago. Now, some of you ask me, what the fuck is Anokianism? Let me explain the history of this. Anokianism was one of New Japan's dark, dark times. Antonio Noki has been mostly been focusing on mixed martial arts during the promotion, bringing fighters into New Japan. This led to a lot of fans disliking New Japan's direction. But Antonio Noki had this tendency where he wanted to bring MMA and that has been one of the the things that took place that caused a problem now if you guys must know the one who won the IWGP heavyweight championship during that time of Anokianism you guys will be surprised it's Brock Lesnar Yes. Now, when all of this thing was happening with Anokianism, Tony Anoki was forced out of New Japan because a lot of things have been gone wrong because of it. Thanks to Antonio Noki. That's the reason it happened. And he formed his own promotion, mixture of both wrestling and MMA, called Anokian Gnome Federation. Now, it, it, I didn't see much of it. But here's the thing. Ever since he formed it, he took the IWGP title with him. But however, New Japan built another one. And you know who won it back? It's none other than the king, the king of strong style himself, Shinsuke Nakamura. But he called it the third belt. Now, don't ask me why. Don't ask me why he called it. I don't care. But it makes a little sense. I will find out more. I will do more about the Enochianism. So now you understand why I am happy that Raw Underground is gone and we don't want them to follow the same path as Enochianism. 
Now, this whole thing is for real. There's a video by a guy named Dave Knows Wrestling. You can look it up. He has a video of that. He talks about the dark days. I think there's documentaries on that, too. And they explain the whole thing of Antonio about Enochianism, if you guys are interesting. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll try to throw in more if I see new content out there for you guys. Uh, so I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. Mwah! And have a nice day. Bang!